Blog Talk Radio. Like every other kid in the hood like Last time this boy cried When he woke up one morning Realized he was a fatherless child Daddy never there Showed him no love Learned to emulate thugs Bust slugs with the intent to kill Ran these streets Hide in the cable bill Paranoid cause these streets Are stressing him His model Ain't nobody getting the best of him Round these parts Drug wars make the gun spark Triggers ain't got no heart Women are hoes Kids in the way God That's just the word in the Bible They pray for death on their rivals Out here Nobody cares You can smell genocide in the air From the corners The kids gave birth to crackheads and chicken heads They were misled by some father's old heads They learned to cop reek Work off the reek they went to war with the dreads Better off dead, it was this old lady said she spoke truth to power. His darkest hour, they closed his casket at 19. Rest in peace, t-shirts, laced his whole team. His mother crying, dressed in black, searched the church, bust the back. Even on this day, a daddy lacked. You're a self-exiled monarch from your castle and home. Making you a king without a throne. Making your son a prince without a crown. Look at him now, he lived and died a fatherless child. And this must be supported karma. Like Sonia Sanchez being my father's baby mama. So you see my dad, thank you for me. But give me this gift indirectly. Top five, dead alive, wordsmith, and hip-hop, R&B, or poetry. So you think you'll outright me, forget it. And you can take that to heart like God said it. Maybe when I'm going and give me credit. But right now, I'm that boy you want that boy. I'm like Langston Hughes on steroids. Elijah was shot, my little girl, little boy. Better father than my daddy ever was. And poetry was a drug every day. I'd be taking it in the head and blowing the bag of it. Seeping out my soul to you. Sit next to me, might catch a contact. But I wish for it was the female. So I could dive in face first. Put my mouth where she did first. Grab my hair and slap on the backside and ask her, whose poetry is this? She say it's yours, daddy. And nine months later, she'll make me happy. Give me two miracles. I mean, one wordplay, the other lyrical. Just so I can walk up to people and say, did you see my lyrical wordplay? Never had a daddy, but I always had poetry. So I gotta thank God for giving me this literary style. And maybe this makes us even. For me growing up, a fatherless child. Welcome to The Flip Side. I'm your moderator, Mrs. Rashida Jabbar, and we have with us our host. I am your host, Zayn Porter. And I'm your co-host, Abdul Shaheed Porter. Wow, we have a great show for you this evening, and we apologize because we had some technical difficulties, and the show is starting late, so we're going to get right into um, our show but first, I want to let everyone know that we are so blessed to be back on the flip side. We have been away for a couple of months. Um, boys have started back school. Things have been a little hectic around trying to get things together. But now, praise God, we're back on track. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest with us this evening. I truly, truly admire 
this young, this, this young lady by the name of uh, Miss Naomi Booker. Ms. Booker, she is the Chief Executive Officer of Global Leadership Academy. And as our listening audience know, that I always speak about Global Leadership Academy. I'll call it GLA. It's a wonderful school. They have basically adopted my grandchildren and myself. And I tell you, when I was sick, this school has really been there for me and my family. So we're going to get right into the show. I'm going to turn it over to Zayin. And as well as Abdul, so we can go right into the show. This is the voice for our youth, and we're going to be speaking this evening about education. Diane, and you're going to see if Dr. Booker is on the line and welcome her. Take it away, guys. Hello, is Miss Dr. Booker on the line? Yes, I am. How are you? Fine, and you? Good. Welcome to the flip side. Thank you. It is a pleasure to have you on the show this evening. What I want you guys to do is to read the mission statement of what GLA, Diane? The mission statement for Global Leadership Academy Charter School is Global Leadership Academy Charter School is a kindergarten through eighth grade school comprised of three small learning communities located in West Philadelphia. GLA is a hostile teaching and learning program. Our goal is to provide a solid educational program developed through global studies and leadership development in an effort to develop future leaders of the world. Great. We'll go right into your questions, Dr. Booker. Hello, Ms. Dr. Booker. Yes. We're going to go right into our question segment of the show. Okay. Dr. Booker, for my first question is, what made you get in the educational field, and what have uh, you done? Well, I am. Um, I have been involved in education for over 30 years. Um, I started out as a teacher, and I was a principal, and I was a regional superintendent before I left the school district. I worked in the school district of Philadelphia for 30 years and then decided to come out in the charter world and see what was going on in education there. Um, I've always um been a person who has enjoyed uh, working with children, worked in uh, day camps and overnight camps when I was younger. But, um, you know, I just it was something that I just felt like that was my calling. Interesting. And for my second question is, what have you done before you started Global Leadership Academy Charter School? Before you became uh, a teacher even? Well, you know, before I I came to, to Global, it was I was when I left the school district. I then um, worked in a charter company and worked at a national level, working with uh, people, helping them to organize and develop charter schools around the nation. Great, thank you. Abdul. And hello, Dr. Booker. Yeah, Abdul Shahi Porter. And it's a pleasure to have you on the flip side this evening. Thank you. And I'm going to dive right into my questions. Well, you answered my first question, what were the steps to being a CEO of GLA? So I'm going to go into my second question. Dr. Booker, what would have been your second choice besides being a CEO of GLA? Um, I don't know what would have been my second choice. I... um. 
this has been a dream come true for me. Um, I am so in love with what I'm doing that I don't even think about a second choice. I know that I probably would have been doing something working with children because that's what I like to do. So I, I assume it would be something along those lines. Thank you. And mm-hmm. for my second question, why were you assigned to bring GLA to its highest potential? Say that again. Why were you assigned to bring GLA to its highest potential? Well, um, let's go back, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, but this, this school was another school that was um, a failing charter school, and I was asked because of my experience and reputation if I would try to help change this school around. And so in 2006, I was there with, under the name of the other school, and because being a principal of the school was um, the best job that I ever had and I really, really cared about it and loved it, I then decided to um, remain. And so from that, um, part of my mission is that in my life, I want to make sure that um, urban children have the same opportunities as other children. And uh, while, you know, many people can afford to send their children to private schools and whatever else, I believe that public schools should be able to provide the same uh, level of education for our young people. And um, the young people in America and in Philadelphia alone are entitled to the best education that they uh, should be able to get. And I feel that that's my mission to be able to do that. And so when you walk into the doors of GLA, which many people will tell you, it feels like you're in a private school. It doesn't feel like you're in a normal public school. We are at a school where people care about children, care about what matters and what's best for them, and I hope that you feel the same way since you are scholars that are there. Like we call our children scholars, we don't call them students. A scholar is a person who is is, uh, responsible for their learning, a student is just somebody that goes to school, and we don't believe in that. Well, that's great, Dr. Booker. And I would say that you have done a wonderful job at GLA. At, Thank like, you. It's like a, it's, I would say it's one of the greatest schools or the greatest school in Philadelphia, in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. And you know what? Uh, it's it still got some ways to go and some places to go, but we're going to make it the best. We are put, trying to make get a high school. We, we're putting in with the school district this year to apply for a high school because we would like to go all the way to 12th grade. We would like to have a place where children can go from kindergarten to 12th grade, learn about the world, study other countries, travel around internationally and locally so that they can become a part of the 21st century and take their position on the world stage. That is great. Okay, that is very great. You want to go ahead and ask Dr. Book another question? You must consider education. Why not go to, because we have Dr. Booker, we have, uh, as I said before, the timing. We want to make sure that I get into the curriculum and the educational part of the school. So what we're going to do now is that we're going to take it to the education piece to cover some of the outstanding um, curriculums that you do have in the school, which um, I find fascinating to be, would be the science as well as your global travel. Can you begin to tell us about the um, science projects that 
are well-known throughout the school, as well as your global travel, because I know that my grandson, Zion, he's in the eighth grade, and it is the intention to send him to the Bahamas. So can you give us a little bit about that so people can get more or less a real feel of really of what you have to offer at this wonderful school at uh, GLA? Okay, well, the school is called Global Leadership Academy, and it's called that for a reason. Uh, first of all, we believe that all children should be leaders. And in order to be a leader, we, use, uh, we teach them how to be leaders as they travel through the grades. Um, and our global piece is really pertains to the way the world is traveling. So right now, in order for us to be a part of what's going on in the world, we, got, we have to be global, and we have to teach children how to be that. So from kindergarten up to eighth grade, our children uh, study three countries a year. And so when they, by the time they leave here, they have studied at least 27 countries. And it's part of the social studies curriculum. And they also travel to various places. So kindergarten through second grade, they are studying Philadelphia. And they're studying countries as well. So if they, for example, were studying China, and they were studying the food, the shelter, and clothing of China, then they would also be studying the food and shelter and clothing of, the, of America and Philadelphia. They may take trips down to Chinatown, and they travel around Philadelphia. They go to various farms. They do a lot of things because now from kindergarten to seven years old, eight years old, they're learning about their city and what it means to them to be a citizen in their city. Third and fourth grade, they study the um, uh, Pennsylvania. And then at that point, they're also beginning to learn also about other cultures. So while they're studying Pennsylvania, they then travel out into Pennsylvania, and they go to Amish country, they go to Harrisburg, they talk to legislators, and um, they ask them questions about what it means to be a congressman or a state rep. These are things that as young people, when they're 9 and 10 years old, they can begin to who are the people in Pennsylvania who help to pass laws and rules and bills that affect all of us? Our fifth graders, they study the United States, and then they travel to Washington, D.C. And, again, they're now around lawmakers. They're seeing what, what's the cradle of our country um, and where a lot of our rules and regulations and procedures come from, and they're studying about the president, et cetera. They're also studying other countries of the world. So while they're studying about who runs, you know, or who's in charge, say, in America, the president, well, who's in charge in London if they're studying about England? There's a king there. There's a prime minister there. So they're kind of making some kind of connections that way. Right. The sixth graders, they uh, study the civil rights movement because now also we're studying other countries, but we're also trying to figure out where we, where we came from as a people. And so they study the civil rights movement, and then they travel to Atlanta, and they travel to Memphis, um, and they go and see where Dr. King was born, and they go and see where Dr. King died. They also stop at some colleges, and they um, do some college tours, and they have the opportunity to begin to think about what, um, what, um, where are we? And what are we doing here in this world in 2013? The seventh graders, they travel, they study the Underground Railroad. 
And so now we're beginning to look back and going back in history a little bit and beginning to get an understanding of, you know, the, where we were and where we are now. And then they take a bus and they travel up to Canada. And they will follow the route that um, Harriet Tubman took along with the slaves from, from Philadelphia up into up to Canada, across Canada, down into Cincinnati and Detroit, and visit the National Underground uh, Railway Museum. And they start at right here in Philadelphia at the Belmont Mansion, mm-hmm. right over there in the park, and because that is also a National Underground um, Railroad um, Museum. It was a stop along the way. And so then they begin to understand Quakers and what did they do for us as a people, um, and, and they're, they're learning so much about life. Eighth graders, they study the African diaspora and the triangular trade because now in eighth grade, they're beginning to put all of these pieces together because mm-hmm. in seventh and eighth grade, you have to have a passport. And so because of that, you are now able to try to understand it's not just Philadelphia, it's not just Pennsylvania, it's not just the United States, we're all over the world now. And then they go to the Bahamas. And when we travel to the Bahamas, and then um, five days and four nights, so we fly, we take a cruise, and then we also partner with um, schools that we have been um, me- uh, talking to, either mm-hmm. email or by letter, uh, throughout the school year. Um, it's quite an experience. And um, at the end of that, the eighth graders okay. have to do a portfolio of explaining what does all this travel do for them and how will it change their life as they move out into the high school realm. That's the social studies program. Wow. That it's is a curriculum crazy. that we wrote and that we are using the Pennsylvania State Standards as the basis of our curriculum. When you leave GLA, you know about being global, and you also are a world traveler because you have been doing that for your last nine years of education. Nine years of education. That is phenomenal. It is really outstanding. Um, We all know that with the school systems in Philadelphia and our listening base is from Philadelphia to Japan. And mm-hmm. we have noticed and have learned that um, throughout the years that even doing the community work that I've done along with my grandsons, that education it really plays a key um, part um, with the success of our young people. If there was any advice that you would give to a parent that's um, raising children, even a grandparent like myself, and we know that times and struggles are hard, trying to manipulate work and with the new technology that the parents have to catch themselves up on, trying to catch up with these children, and then basically just trying to keep an eye on and, and, and watch the bullying because we know that's a big factor in a lot of the schools. And what I have learned and have seen in GLA is that you all have a real good structure and real good hold and a lot of respect for the young people. So the bullying aspect is not a huge factor in GLA, and the parent um, participation is very good 
within um, GLA as well. So can you basically give those of advice who's not experiencing the, the, the good things um, when they're sending their children to school, like the bullying and the parents' um, lack of participation? How do you get parents involved to participate? Those that are going through hardships that say, oh, I can't do it, it's too hard. What advice can you give to them that maybe even picking up a, a note or donate, making a donation is participating with a child? What kind of words I'm basically asking for is of encouragement because we are so much in despair with education and and the the lack of that our young people are receiving. So what can advice can you give us or words of encouragement? Can you give the young people in two areas of bullying and not to be discouraged, as well as parents to not to be discouraged and to participate? Well, that was a mouthful, but I'll try again. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, um, to the parents, um, it is your responsibility, it is your obligation to raise your children. And in my time, and of course, as we have grown up, education is the way out. Education is something that you have that nobody can take away from you. And so the more education that they get, the more successful that person will be. So starting from the time you brought them into this world, you should be helping your child learn. And as a parent, you know, nothing is um, can be too hard for you not to participate in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. At GLA, we have so many ways that you can participate. I know people work, and they can't take off from work. But they certainly can send in a box of tissues or they can send in a box of pencils or they can, you know, be on the phone talking to the teacher or they can write notes back and forth. The thing that gets to me is these parents that we never hear from at all. I don't know how you can send your child out of your house for eight hours a day and not know where they are and not know what's going on with them. I do the same thing with my own children. I have three daughters. And I am a fourth-generation college graduate in my family. My great my grandmother, my grandmother um, went to college in Charleston, South Carolina, um, came up to Philadelphia and started teaching. My mother went to college. My mother has her master's degree. I have gone to college, and I have a doctorate. My daughter, one is a doctor. She is a, a surgeon, a breast cancer surgeon. The second one has a master's degree in fine arts and works in California as a a network coordinator. The third daughter has her master's degree in in graphic design and is a graphic designer for a major um, company. Mm -hmm. Because I worked with them and I was a single parent like many other people, Okay, so, I mean, we're not, you know, it doesn't say, I wasn't, I did this by myself, you know, um, after my own uh, divorce or whatever. It can be done. It can be done. But we have to do things together, okay? So, parents, it is your obligation. And no, if your child is not, is not getting the proper education, then you need to do something about it. You need to say something about it, even if it was GLA. I want to hear from my parents. I want to make sure that, that their child is getting what they need because we're trying to create, prepare these leaders to take over the world. Who is going to take over our world if we don't teach them right now? And so these are African-American children at GLA. We have a, that is our largest population 
And I do not wish for my children to be at the bottom of the rung in 15, 20 years. Wow. So we have a lot of technology in GLA. Your, your people, your grandsons can tell you that. Because mm-hmm. if we think about it, you know, 10, 15 years ago, didn't nobody have cell phones? You know, well, a few people did, or they had the big ones or whatever. But today, if you were in a room and you said, how many people have cell phones, everybody would raise their hand. Today, people have iPads. They have all kinds of digital tools. What is the world going to be like in 20 years? You're, you're, how old is the, how old is the boy, 10, uh, 12, how 13? 13. 13. 13, how old are you? So 12. in 10 years from now, they will be 23 years old. What is the world going to be like? And if we don't teach them now how to do just what they're doing, he's on the radio talking and, and, and having his own radio show at 13 years old. Listen, the, the world is open for him. Open him. Because you are, as a grandparent, are offering opportunities for him. And that is what we do at GLA. Yes, we have basketball. Yes, we have flag football. But we also have golf. We also have lacrosse. We also have soccer. We also go we go to prison. We also have tennis. Because you gotta offer all of these things for young people. So, because somebody's gonna grab onto something. The science program, the same thing. Science. Our young people have a full science lab, and our teachers teaches so many things to the young people that some things that I've learned. I don't know if he has done the thing with the Coca-Cola where he shows the children what's left out of Coke after you boil it, and that's what's in your stomach. I mean, just those kind of things have just opened the eyes for many of us. So, <laughs> I got that. You know that? Did you do that experiment? Yes, we did. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. I walked into the class and I was like, what? I haven't had a cup of fish, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also um, enjoy, like I was speaking in reference to the bullying aspect of it, um, of GLA. That has um, became, has been a huge problem for years in the um, school district, even as our young people travel to and fro from school. And I, I really admire the way that if there is bully, bullying done in GLA, that that is handled immediately. I have seen the parents called in. I have actually seen the children go and make a complaint, and it was handled correctly. What uh, do you recommend that the parents nowadays do when we're, we're faced with bullying with the children, or even if your child is a bully? What is the proper way to handle that um, situation? Well, one thing is that, you know, um, children eat, um, do what they have seen. So if, if there's something going on in the household, we need to correct, correct what's going on in the household. So well, by that I mean if, if another child is bullied, being bullied by an adult or an older sibling or an older relative, they're going to turn around and do the same thing. I think what we do at GLA is our character ed program. And really... We, as parents, must have a, a program at home where we are some level of value to our children. And so if we, and we should expect that they will behave in a certain way. We should expect.
best that our children at GLA will follow those codes, but also you have to teach those behaviors. You can't just expect children to, to, to respect other people, because unless we teach it, then they don't know. They're still children. What That's does right. that mean? What does respect mean? What does resiliency mean? What does responsibility mean? And once you teach children that, then they begin to have an understanding of that. And then also as a parent, as a teacher, as a person, is this the way you would want to be treated? And so you try to make things like a lesson. And I think that while we have a minimum amount of it, um, some of it is not necessarily bullying. Some of it is more like um, uh, they tease each other, okay, and then when the other person strikes back, then they call that bullying. But in the meantime, they were all together teasing one another. You know what I mean? Right, so right. Just, you know, we've got to figure out what is real bullying, and then we deal with that person. Exactly. And then I have a social worker, and we have a program, and we get that person to, pro- to that program. We deal with the parents. You know, we have Saturday programs that we have to, you know, just to make sure that, that per- those people understand that this is not the way life is. And you keep going like this, and you may end up in a place you don't want to be like. That's right. That's beautiful. That really is. I agree. I would. Go ahead, guys. I would say that you have completely like touched like, like I would say like the whole aspect of like how you handle bullying and like what bullying is, and I say that is actually completely true about everything you just said and what my grandma just said, and um, bullying, well. Bullying really isn't, well, bullying is never good, and um, I think you handle it very well. <laughs> Great. So we try, but you know what? It's also what I expect of my children, okay? So, and I believe that as we, we try to talk to one another, we try to respect one another, I think that we care about one another. I mean, you guys come up and hug me and whatever else. I mean, you know that there's love there. And so that same kind of love has to be in a household, too, so mm-hmm. that it, it, it's repeated over and over. And a child, if it's repeated in the family, then it's going to be repeated at school. You know, the, and so that's what I feel that we've done. I, you know what? You know, just like with anything else, I will tell you if you're right, if you're wrong. And I expect people to do the same thing with me as well. That's right. And one thing I also like to tap on um, is your staff. I've had the opportunity over the years um, when I faced, first enrolled my grandsons in GLA um, be, behind one of the situations of bullying. And um, the first and person that I met was Miss Evans. Uh, she is a, a beautiful woman, um, a strong African-American sister, and definitely a mentor to the young people. Um, she was the vice principal. Now, to my understanding, she's the principal now. And then you have a, a young man by the name of Mr. Choice, who I love dearly. Uh, the young man, he just he has that um, that look of of respect, and he definitely gives it back as well. So he's not only demanding that the young people act a certain way. I have seen this man actually put out the same thing. So I think that the staff has a lot also to do with that whole structure that it takes a village. We parents may do X, Y, and Z at home, but the reality of it is that our children are outside the home more so during the, the course of the day in school with you all. 
So you're basically the caregivers of our children, and I just want to say that your staff, you do a wonderful job. When there's a problem, you call, you get on that um, email. I mean, Mr. Walker, he would email you a thousand and one times a day. If you see right. an email from Mr. Walker, you're like, oh, Lord, what Mr. Walker want now? <laughs> but right. he's right. on it. And they and it's, when your spirits are down, you know they're they're there to 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 give to give love not only to the children, you also extend that to the to the parents. I mean, during my battle with cancer, you guys were so supportive, and you know just the love that 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 came my way from the teachers that knew me, it was just phenomenal. I tell you, it, every time I come to the school, somebody makes me break out in tears because of the love that you all show. And I'm going to turn this back over to Zion and Shahid, but. Um, Dr. Booker, I just want to tell you thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. If it had not been for you guys during these last couple of years, I really tell you by taking on the responsibility of raising my grandchildren, the struggle would have been much greater. So I'm so thankful to God, thankful to you all for helping me in my journey of trying to be the best grandmother that I can be because it did take a village, and you guys were part of my village, so I appreciate it so much. And, I'm going to and you this. are part of our village. Let me say this to you, that when I say that this is a family at GLA, I mean that. Yeah. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I don't want anybody out there that's sitting in a cold house or, you know, that has some kind of problem or the house burned down or, the, you know, anything that yeah. we don't know. That's why I have Miss Fuller there, because we will figure out a way to help our, one of our family members. And that's real important to me. That's real important to me. And so, you know, your your grandsons are like my children. You know, I have, my children are grown, but I have 721 other children at GLA. And so in my view, I have 724 children. The three I brought into this world and the 721 at GLA, and I'm going to add my granddaughter because i got a new granddaughter now. So I got Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, I mean, I'm just... It's very important, and I wouldn't want any parent to be out there struggling. Yes. And the person, the people that are at the school, are there for you. They're for your for your for your babies as well. Yes. Something was happening, and they couldn't, you know, talk to you or anybody at home. They need to come to Mr. Walker, to myself. They see me around the building, and you know what? They they don't they don't have any problem talking to me, Ms. Landing, Evans, whatever. You know, because that's what we want to try to create. And, and I also want to say, say out, and I forgot because you mentioned her, Miss Fuller. I, I never met anyone like her. Um, uh, she is phenomenal. Um, she's a kindred spirit, and um, she's definitely a young lady, um, a woman that loves these young people. She loves right. these babies. She nurtures them. She loves the parents. She is a phenomenal woman. So I want to give a special shout-out to Ms. Fuller at GLA, Global Leadership Academy. I tell you, if you get your children in that school and they get a hold of, get connected with Ms. Fuller, I tell you, she's, she's priceless. She's a jewel. She is one of our hidden, hidden jewels in the city right. of Philadelphia. So I really appreciate her. Now, Zion and Shahid, they're going to agree, let you go. But what they want okay. to do, they want to, they're going to take turns and 
where one's going to read the vision of um, GLA, and then uh, they're going to break it up, and they're going to read that. And then we're going to let you close out with your last words of encouragement to these young um, men, my grandsons, and also to, the, to everyone else. And we want the address and information on how to enroll our young people in GLA because it is a phenomenal school. And I thank you, Dr. Booker. Now I'm going to turn this over to Zion and Abdul so they can close it out. And God bless you. Thank you so much. Global Leadership Academy Charter School will nurture creative leaders who will be globally competitive yet compassionate. As holistic educators, they will not only prepare the students for the 21st century workplace, but prepare scholars to bring change to a better world. Completing its fourth year of serving children and families after restructuring the original charter, GLA enrolls more than 670 students in grades kindergarten through eighth. Although we have a strong community base of enrollment from the West Philadelphia community, our global studies curriculum attracts students from other Philadelphia communities, including Southwest Philadelphia, North Philadelphia, Northeast Philadelphia, and Northwest Philadelphia. It is our, global, it is our goal that GLA Scholars graduate endowed with the knowledge to continue to carve out new paths in the global community. It is this level of emotional intelligence, social intelligence, and spiritual intelligence that will proper scholars to persist through high school and gain the fortitude required to successfully attain their life missions and goals. And, Dr. Brooker, I have one last question for you before we close out this show tonight. This last question is, what is your idea of an ideal school? Great question. Wow. Wow. GLA, huh? How about GLA? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Um, really, you know, um, I, this is my dream right here, GLA. Um, a school that provides a welcome learning place for children, a school where children are happy and want to come there every day, a school where children can uh, explore as many opportunities as they can as they are growing up on the journey of their life, a school where people love children and consider them their own. If all of those kinds of things are going on, then all the other things that go on in school will happen because the people in it will be there and be as one to make that school work. And really, I don't care what the school looks like. If you have those components, it won't matter what kind of building you're in because the people make the school work. Uh, you all remember when we were at Warren Street. I mean, that was the ugliest building of all, or, you know, friendship. But we made it work. It was a beautiful place. So, um, you know, that's, I guess, what I would say in terms of school. For GLA, we have 720. I'm glad you read the vision because I wrote down on my notes that I need to redo it because we do have 721 children. This is our seventh year. This is the beginning of our seventh year. Um, we are the second. Uh, we just finished uh, the profile for uh, schools in the 19131 area. And we are number two in our school, in this listing of schools. So, yes, GLA is a great school, and we're moving along. We're moving along. Um, and January is our open enrollment. 
And so people can go online at www.glacharter.org, www.glacharter.org. Or if you forget that, go to Global Leadership Academy, and it's the one in Philadelphia, and go under um, applying, and you'll see the letter of in- the application of intent. Fill that out by January 31st. And then we have a lottery, and the lottery happens in March for the number of seats that we have. The seats depend on if children leave or move or graduate. That's how we determine our seats. We have over 1,100 people sitting on a waiting list right now waiting to get into the LA. Um, so wow. that's part of the story of who wants to come to our school. What I would like to say to the parents is that right now the charter schools are under fire, and we need the parents to help. I need you to stand up and talk. I need you to talk to your congressman, your state rep. I need you to talk to your city council people. I need you to be say to people, there's nothing wrong with charter schools. Charter schools are there to provide choice to people. It is not fair that you have to go to your neighborhood school and it's a failing school. You as a parent, grandparent, aunt or uncle have the right to put your child in any school that you can get your child into, and you shouldn't have to pay money to do that. If I am, have the means to do that, fine. I can put my child in private school or Catholic school. But if not, I want to put my child in a good public school. That's right. That's right. And right now, charter schools are under fire, and they're under fire because we're doing well. Because we're doing well. Now, you might hear in the paper about a few charters, of course, but there are 80 charter schools in the city of Philadelphia. And if you hear about five or six of them, that's about what you're going to hear. But there's a whole lot of public schools, too, that are having problems. It happens. But I believe that we as parents and adults have got to fight for our children and that nobody should be telling us where we have to put our child. Career is full of out on a mission. I'm on a mission because I need parents. We're trying to get our high school, and I'm going to be talking to you, Grandma, about okay. stepping up forward, about writing letters to support, and also going down path if we have to with the SRC and speaking and saying, we want a high school for our young people, and we do. And why do we want that? So, and that is, very, that is one place to actually start. Dr. Booker, because in behalf of Edison, years ago I went and spoke with the SRC on behalf of Edison when they were trying to do great things in the city. But a lot of times um, some things, and the young people may or may not understand this, but we, we deal in a city where there's a lot of political, there's a lot of financial. Sometimes it's hard to find people that are just going to do the work and just service our children just because. Right. And right. if we have more people in the world like you and, and the members of your staff, uh, people like us, myself, my grandchildren, us all coming together and, and, and doing this together, we can make huge impacts. And um, we all know city council um, individuals, we know state reps, we know congressmen. Dr. Booker is asking everyone to come up and speak out, write letters, make phone calls, pull out right. some of your personal connections, those that you know, and to reach out to them and let them know that we are 
support and we are behind and we are for charter schools for our young people to get a better education. Now, if you're not going to fix the other public schools, then do not force our children to attend schools to be just a number, okay? We're tired of being numbers. We're tired of being overlooked, and we want the best for our children, and education is a start. And Dr. Booker, once again, you are a true blessing in the work that you do. I have read up on you. I have followed you. I have watched you. And you are truly a, a shero in our community, and you are unsung shero in our community. And I wish you much success in your endeavors. Thank you. And I pray to God that there is more GLAs and there is more people we can rally behind. And I'm better now. My health is better. So you will see Good. me more in the school. You will see me more participating. And once again, I thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for looking after my grandbabies. I thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank guys, you, so you want to thank Dr. Booker? Thank you, Dr. Booker. Thank you, Dr. Booker, for everything that you have done for us and my family. We really appreciate you, and we're glad to be a part of the GLA family. Thank you. I love you, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. And we're going to have um, Dr. Booker once again. Can you give us the location, the website of the school once again, please? Global Leadership Academy Charter School, 4601 Gerard Avenue, Philadelphia, 19131. The school phone number is 267-295-5700. And the website is www.glacharter.com. Wow. Thank you very much. And we're going to make sure that we repeat that again when we hang up the line. And once again, everyone, we have the phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal woman, Ms. Booker from GLA, Global Leadership Academy um, School. She is the chief um, CEO, and she is phenomenal. I tell you, I get nervous when I speak of the sister, her and Ms. Evans, because these are true African-American um, sheroes in my book, uh, Chief Executive Officer, Dr. Booker, Naomi Booker, and we want to thank you once again, and you're welcome to the flip side anytime. Thank, thank you. you. And get Ms. Fuller, get Ms. Um, uh, Evans on or Ms. Yes. Fuller. Yes, we had Ms. Evans. Sorry. Okay. We had Ms. Evans on in the beginning of the year. We had okay. Mr. Choice. We had Mr. Okay. Walker. So our next one is Ms. Fuller. Great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night, Ms. Dr. Booker. Good night, guys. Oh, wow. Good night. Okay, guys, that was a phenomenal show. What do you think? Wow. I think it went very well. It went amazingly well. Let me tell you something. Dr. Booker. She is one to go down in the history books, I tell you. She and really if is. someone doesn't do a documentary on this woman, then there's a problem. So, guys, I am entrusting this going to be your next task, that we're going to get with Miss Sparkle from the UGC, and we're going to get together, and we're going to do a documentary on Dr. Booker because she's phenomenal, and people need to know of the work that she's doing, and we need her legacy to continue, and that's what you guys are for. You afford to keep that legacy going, okay? Yeah. I'm proud of you. The show was excellent. We want to give a shout-out to Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams 
for the wonderful um, work that she's doing with the youth and in our community. Uh, we also want to give a shout-out to the NECC, the Northeast Community Collaborative. And on our next show next month, we're going to have another guest with us, another host, and her name is Asaya Williams-Porter. Now, we're going to do something different because this is a flip side. She's nine years old, and she's going to come on, and she's going to also be an additional host the flip side, because we want a young girl's point of view. The flip side is a place, is a catharsis. It's a place where our young advocates have the mic. They speak to you as adults, and we as adults, we listen. And we continue to uplift them, to encourage them in their endeavors. We pray to God that he keeps and watches over you. So until next month, until we see you again, we want to give another shout-out and to give that website and information. If you're looking for a phenomenal school for your children, it is worth getting on the list at Global Leadership Academy Charter School at 4601 Gerard Avenue. That's Philadelphia, PA, 19131. You can reach them at 267-295-5700. Once again, the website is www.gla. Charter.org. Please check them out. We just want to go and look at the curriculum and see what the school has to offer. Lend your support because they are in need of support. And once again, talk to your congressman, talk to your state reps, talk to whoever you need to speak to. Send a letter. Send a letter to the news station, Channel 10, at Fox, whatever you have to do to let people know that we are in support of charter schools. Okay? Once again, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, I thank you, and NECC, I thank you, and to all the wonderful listeners, I thank you, and we will see you again next month, the second Tuesday in December. Enjoy, enjoy life, life is good, and God is good all the time. We love you. Love you. Love you, and have a good evening. Jacqueline Taylor. Jacqueline Taylor Adams, take it away, please. Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Oh, what can I get you? Hey, Santa, a pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.